Hey y'all, what's good? <laughs> Welcome hey. back. Welcome back, guys. You probably just rolled right on over from episode episodes, two. Yo, I got two episodes. Woo. You need to calm down. No, no, you need to calm oh, sorry, down. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna have people telling me, what about me? <laughs> How did he get to? He hasn't you haven't seen him around in a while. <laughs> okay, episode three, right here with my boy Derek Wilson. It's life after college. We're gonna get into that. We're going to talk about what we thought life after college was going to be, mm. what we actually did go through with life after college, and then what we learned from life after college. We're going to hit those three topics right here on episode number three, Yopes. life after college. Let's go. Bring it on in, boy. Ah, man. Well, first of all, I'm Derek J. Wilson. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Derek J. Wilson. Uh, I want to thank you for letting me even sit on your platform. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't even do this type of stuff. I, I want to, but you know that uh, I don't know. You you got that. You got that that grit that makes you just go and do shit. And I think that that's impeccable. Thank you. So, I act fast because if I think about it, it won't happen. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> so I have to move that's quick. That's where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> I got a whole vision board up in here that ain't <laughs> going nowhere. But uh, no, for real. Uh, college, man. College, That's where we met. College did, and it's so crazy because anybody who goes to college will tell you that they had such a plan for themselves mm. after. Mm-hmm. After college, everybody will tell you, "Oh, I was supposed to be this. I was supposed to be that." You Preach. Know? And then in college, you know, you're so worried about your teachers because they're telling you this is what you need so you can work for someone. Mm. You know, obviously that's structured uh-huh. through whoever, whatever your major is, obviously, you know, but most professors are teaching you how to be a good employee. Mm. You know what I mean? When were the basics of how am I going to do this by myself? Or not really like that. They say it's possible, but it wasn't really that that, that was preached. Yeah. Like, how can I be self-employed? Yeah. 100, man. You know, nowadays, me and Ricardo, we, we talk about how when we have kids, we're not going to tell them they need to go to college because my college experience versus his, totally two different elements. Yep. It, whatever it is you decide you want to do, this will be our conversation to our future children if they ever listen in. Me and your father would just want to encourage you to do what you're passionate about, but also be wise about the connections and the mentorship that you need to look for. Dang. That's the only advice we can give because you don't know someone's true potential unless they go out and do it. True. And you can fail 20 times at something that you love, but still have the audacity to get up and say, well, I'll try something new. But if you fail at something you hate and you already despised it before you began, you just grow dark. You go yep. dark because you're just so miserable that you even tried that last bit of juice in you and yep. it didn't work out. But yeah, I know right now we just kind of deep dived right in and kind of gave people the reality of like what Straight college up. is like, right? But what was your what was your mindset before you started college? What did you think college was going to be like? I honestly uh, went to college because of my parents' pressures. Mm. I didn't go for my own, and not even just uh, my parents, but also for what we all know is the fear of missing out. Mm. The fear of, you know, what would people say about me if I didn't go to college? You know, am I less knowledgeable because I don't have a degree? So, now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate my degree. I appreciate the knowledge that I have learned, and I'm continuing to learn. But most of my learning has developed after. Mm. 
I feel you on that. 100. FOMO, man. FOMO. It's real. It is so real. I think me, before I went into college, I I wanted to go 100%. I was just like that high school prep who was like in all the all the damn clubs. I was a cheerleader and in theater and in ASB and uh, not all the same. <laughs> I played football. <laughs> you were football. I was a cheerleader. But I I think going into college, I had this mindset that's like, I'm gonna graduate in three four years tops. I'm gonna get cum laude and da 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 da. Yeah, I'm gonna go straight into a master's. I'm gonna get a PhD. And when I started college, it was the first damn wake up call. My little, I started at 17. Same. I I turned 18 into the school year. Whose birthday? August. Okay, yeah, November. November yeah. yeah, so we're both late. So I was like, I thought you were older than me. You no. said 25 in the last episode. I like, no, oh. I, I, I yeah. You cleared it up. I, I cleared that up in episode two. Wait a minute now. Did she still hold herself back in life? <laughs> 25? She really How lost she in her emotions. <laughs> <laughs> she got herself a year behind. <laughs> I, I could do that, too. I could be a comedian. Yeah. Um, anybody can do anything they want to do. 100%. That's, that's right. Uh, I started college with that mindset of, like, I know what I'm going to be. I know what I'm going in for. This is going to be a breeze. I was straight A's in high school. I could do it here in college. Oh, what a lie it was, child. I started, child. yeah, <laughs> child. literally, child. <laughs> I was 17 years old, started started a university. I didn't even go to community. I went straight into a university. And, and why was that? I mean. I got accepted. <laughs> same, same, yeah. same, same. But it, it's the same education as the junior college. It is. For the first two years. Mm -hmm. That's why when I went into university, I was so mad. I'm like, let me start, let me just finish this major. I don't want to take biology. Mm -hmm. It's not what I'm here for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why didn't why why is it that's that's the maximizers mm. within society that tell you you gotta go and get into a university and join a fraternity and do all the that stupid Did you join? No, oh, I didn't. Okay. I, I hate I'm not paid for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to anybody, but Oh, that's fenced in some people, but <laughs> Yeah, some people got hurt right <laughs> now. Jeez. <laughs> I was even like, ooh, I know some folks that are still I really know you didn't. No, I didn't. I, the one thing I did lean into was um, theater. And so I started doing theater because when I went in at 17, I wanted to be a playwriter. I wanted to be a script writer. I wanted to get my degree in English so that way I can write all my own Christian films. That was my dream at 17 and Aww. 18. Yes, and then reality happened. <laughs> Not today. And... Literally, sophomore year is when I switched my major. Yeah. yeah, sophomore year, I switched it to communications because, do you remember Professor um, Jose Rivera? Did you ever meet yeah, him? Yeah, well, he was cool. He, he was did. dope in the comms department yeah. um, because you have to take all those damn GEs in the first year, which is totally annoying. One of those GEs was public speaking, and I was hey. like, I got this. I've been public speaking for how long now? And I went in there and learned how to actually properly do public speaking. and. Right. My mind was blown. I was like, and I thought I had this all undercover. That was my first realization that, like, you don't got it all. You don't got your shit together. You don't know what you're doing. You're still a child. Allow yourself to grow. Don't think just because you're walking on a university that you're any better than the people that are still at the high school that you got their numbers in their phone right now. But you did, though. But I did. And I how did quickly too. that how quickly that stooped me back down. Yeah. And I needed that. But even when you would talk to them, they feel like they would. 
like one of the things that I would always ask people who weren't in college is like, oh, how are you doing? Or not even like that, but like even if they weren't in college, they'd be like, oh, but I'm, I'm going to go to school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was expecting them to say, mm-hmm. you know, because for a while I felt like me going to school made me better, like you were saying. Yeah. Just something happens. Something happens in you and you just turn on that. You just turn that on and you're just like, okay, calm down. Um, yeah, it was just literally sophomore year or actually, no, freshman year, I hadn't even met you yet, I took public speaking, Com 120 at CSUSB with Professor Jose Rivera. And through that whole quarter, um, I was blown away on the knowledge and just the wisdom that he poured into his students. And so at the end, we had to do a public speaking type of thing. That was our final. So I went up, I said what I had to say, and then I got an A in it. And I was like, yay, woohoo. But when I was leaving, uh, Jose's like, I need to talk to you for a second. And I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe I did it wrong, whatever. And he's like, uh, you're really good at this. You know how to really take, you know, ownership of the room and you know how to talk to people and make them feel so involved and important. And I was like, oh, thanks. But I was like 17 receiving this. And so I was like, cool. Well, all right. And still very childlike mentality. And I was just like, I don't really know what he's getting at this. But he said, you should consider possibly maybe going into the comms department to explore what you can do in that area with your degree. And I was like, I'm going to be a play writer. I'm going to write all my own plays and make Christian films for the whole world to see. I want to be the next Tyler Perry. Da, 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 da. I want to be the female version. And then he smiled. And I remember he was like, Desiree, oh, this is going to get deep because it pierced me. And even now at 26, I'm like, damn, it's still good. He looked at me. At a 17-year-old girl, wide-eyed, really proud, proud, proud spiritually, mentally, physically, and immaturely, conceitedly proud that she was in a university first in her family and everything. And he said, life is conceptual and in the moment. I want you to remember that. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then I went about my merry way. Mm -hmm. I couldn't shake what he shared with me. I just couldn't shake it off of me. Then uh, the next quarter came and I went out and filled out the paper and switched from an English major into a comms communications major and had no idea where the hell it would go. So here I go and knock, knock, knock on Jose's door. Hey, what are you doing here? This ain't your floor. And I'm like, so what do you do? And he's like, well, I was like, what do you teach? He's like, I teach public relations. Okay. Filled out the paper right in front of him. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm going to go into the public relations field. He's like, why? You got to make your own decisions. And I was like, because wherever you're teaching, I want to be under that same leadership because I really look up to you. And that was my first introduction to mentorship, honestly, ever. And he didn't really argue it because he was like, well, you're still so young. You can switch it up later if she decides to change her mind. And then I spent the next four and a half, five years in the communications department with a public relations degree. And then in the last year, I was like, well, shoot, if I'm going to be here as a fifth year, I better walk home with a second degree. (laughs) So I was able to... um, match my units or whatever we called it back then Mm. to get a second degree. So I ended up getting public relations and mass comm. Now through that whole college experience for, I was actually there five years, 2010 and I graduated in 2015. So in that whole five year experience, I met you, I met my comm cuties, Brittany Carollo, Brittany Crow, Alasia. Shout out. Yeah. And Angie, man, those were my girls and Erica Bice. Oh my goodness. Those are like my people in college and you and Ryan Libby. Yeah. I just switched my degree, spent those five years and uh, that whole middle area again that we always talk about. uh, I was up and down learning what works, what doesn't, experiencing life. I was, I don't know about you, but when you were in college, you were full time like me. I remember that. Mm. But were you working too? Yeah. Dude, how did we do it? I had three jobs. Commuting, working. 
How did we do it? Like, you had three jobs. I had three Dang. jobs. I had three jobs, a full-time student, and I was writing for the school newspaper. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was something that we had to do. That's, for me, I had to do it. Yeah. And that's why um, it, it made my grades kind of suffer, though, mm. sometimes, because I didn't have time to be in the office hours. I didn't have time to be at school, only for mm-hmm. class. But, hey, that's, I had to pay them loans, which is another I'm thing about the I'm still paying them loans. Come on. Can I get monetized for this, please? Because I, mean, I got to pay these loans. Can somebody, uh, sh- CSUSB, let me get my uh, refund. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just click refund on that? I didn't that? get a job. I didn't get a job. No, yeah. So No, but loans, that's a big thing. And like you said about going into college at uh, 17. Mm-hmm. When I was 17 years old, I was making serious life decisions that I didn't even know about. That. Right you know there, what I mean? I was part. signing up for federal loans that were going to have interest up the yin-yang. Like interest that's been doubled that's been uh you know i i went through a time in my life and this is being very vulnerable to everyone i mean i couldn't pay my loans and they went into default mm-hmm. now they're in collections at mm-hmm. the end of the day i have 50 grand in debt mm-hmm. that i signed up for at 17 because my parents said i need to go to college mm-hmm. Did, now don't get me wrong again I'm thankful that I went through it. I'm still thankful I'm getting my stuff in in line now. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take a long time to pay that money off. I could have had two cars, really. Yeah. But. It's real. You know how many people are going to listen to this episode and go, me too, about that college situation yeah. with the finances? Yeah. I was 17, too, and the first in my family. And you know what my mom did? We looked at the loans together because like, mom, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. And my mom looks at it and goes, I don't know how we're going to pay this, so pull out both. I pulled out the subsidized and the unsubsidized. And me and her together read it, and I'm like reading it like I know what I'm reading. And I'm like, so, Mama, you get it? And she's like, yeah, I think so. Unbeknownst to my mom, and no offense to her, and it wasn't even her fault, Mm. she forgot that it wasn't supposed to roll into the second year or the third year or the fourth year (laughs) or the fifth year. I myself didn't even hold accountability to be like, Mom, am I still getting that unsubsidized loan? And I'm a third year in college now? I never asked her because I just didn't know any better. Mm. And so when I collected my two degrees and I'm feeling real happy and proud and thinking I'm going to get that $60,000, $80,000 salary job, I think it was what, like six months six later. Months. Yeah, six months later, boom. And I was like, what the hell? What, 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 what? I only took out the loan my freshman year because yeah. me and my mom didn't know how expensive college was going to be. Yeah. And first year, you buy all of your books on campus and then you start learning all the little side hustles how to get the books. And those books are expensive as hell, man. That was yeah, a college. You buy a book after like what? Your, junior year? Yeah, you just stop buying them because you're like, I'll borrow I'm homeboys. Going to library and make some copies. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but you didn't know that. My, my freshman year, I didn't know that. Right. And my mama didn't. And I we were, I was the guinea pig for my entire family. And wow. I, I learned. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. You were like the first too you and your sister right in my immediate family one of three of seven have a degree man bro that's a lot of you guys yeah three of seven it's just me (laughs) that's (laughs) a lot of pressure though yeah it is it's a lot just me um i i set the bar and i also have to exceed that bar it's ridiculous but for anybody listening to i just want to say you know about i was very open about the uh my loans and going Mm -hmm. into collections and just you know, just some insight on that. You know, there is a forbearance program that people mm-hmm. should take in and you can def- defer your loans. Don't get so bogged down and uh, I was so stressed out. I just, 
I thought it would go away in a way. Yeah, it does. You know, I just didn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And that tacked on $14,000. <laughs> so learn right? from my mistakes. If I can help anybody out there, just go and call them. Just call them. They'll, mm-hmm. We'll defer them. And you don't even have to pay uh, interest, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's a conversation for them to have with whatever um, loan department they got. As a matter of fact, I don't know that we're talking about loans. <laughs> I think my payment just got pulled today. Because I set it up for, like, the the pool, the autom- automation for the payments because mm. my lazy ass was forgetting. And then I'm paying half, I'm having to pay for late fees and all this stuff. And Ricardo's, Ricardo's got debt and I got debt. And mm. we're both like, well, we're married now, so it's each other's debt. And it's this one big pile of college debt. And people are like, why aren't you guys having kids? Why don't you guys own a house already? Why don't you guys have a new car? And shouldn't you be focusing on this, this, and that? I'm like, um, we have, like, together maybe twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 of college debt. Wow. Uh, yeah, a kid could wait. A car could wait. Shoot, a house could wait. Because when we move into any of those little beautiful parts of our life and marriage together... We want to know we're coming in with a clean slate. We don't want that to be carrying behind us. But, yeah, like you said, anybody who's listening in who um, is in college and you are having to decide where you're going to come up with the money to pay for your tuition, there are grants available. Go and talk to your departments on campus, whatever academic department you need to go to. You can go in there. You can get grants nowadays for just being Black with green eyes, like no, no lie, bro. I don't I know why we. Didn't. I did not find those grants. I was <laughs> looking. I was like, finally, I could pay for this shit. Now I'm looking. I didn't see that nowhere. Yeah, I nowhere. mean, who, you just you just gotta find who the was right. It? Oprah. Yep, <laughs> Ellen. Where <laughs> Ellen at? I see Harvey. Come on, somebody. Who was it? No, There's so many different ways people can get it, grants though. now. Yeah. It's worth it at the end. And then they can get sponsored, too, by certain companies, which is wild. But nowadays, how many people... But college loans is good debt. That's good debt. You did something. You know, you went to college. Mine is getting cleared now. I just want to say that, too. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't broke. (laughs) No more. (laughs) No more, but I was. You can go there, too. You know what I'm saying? Just don't think it's going to go away. Yeah, you can get grants. You can get FAFSA. Uh, forgiveness programs. Yeah, the forbearance thing that you mentioned. I should have done that, <laughs> but yeah. no, there's hey. forgiveness programs too. I've heard of that. It's like half off. Yeah, I heard of that. Now. But I clearly, I'm like, man, it's been 2005, 16, 17, like four years now, almost. Dang, we graduated in 2015, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Our our perception when going into college at 17 years old was this was this was either for family or for our own personal um, pride and ego. Because yours was for your family, mine was for my ego. And then while being in college, I was starting to get the wake-up call, like, I don't know crap. I'm so young. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm working all these jobs. I'm writing for the school newspaper. Um, I'm trying to do my own little blog site and trying to keep straight A's all at once. Like, I don't know how I did all that, but I know that I did it to mask the fact that I was really hurting. The busier I was, the less I had to address that side of me. Mm. And that's why when we would have our conversations all the time, you and I, we'd go deep. I would tell you, like, this is my troubles at home. And you're like, damn, girl, I had no idea you're dealing with all that stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm here all the time. That's why I choose to be on campus all day long, so I don't have to go home to this. And then you on the other end were like, I have to be here because it's the only way to prove to my parents. Right. Mm. And it's funny because it started that way. Mm-hmm. And then I did find communications. And like I said, yeah. I even said it in my comedy show, public speaking was something I thought I had down packed, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And you, once you learn the, um, 
once they structure it, you realize that, oh, shoot, maybe I'm not really doing it right. Yeah. You know, but it was a class that I took with, uh, I forget her name, but it was a debate, a debate class. And that's when I really fell in love with communications a lot more than before. Mm hmm. And it just, it, you know, you're going to have those moments when you really find your major and you find, this is me. Like, I am good at this. And, yep. You know, we can have open forum conversations and it's learning. I took that class too. Were we in it together at the same I time? So. I think so. Maybe and, not. And she would have us split the classroom yeah. and then we would just talk. Yeah. And then we'd all get to present yep. what we thought. And then did you take her again when we had to write if we were like, what philosopher we sided with, like yeah. Immanuel Kant or whoever yes, else. Yes, that's the, the class Aristotle. Yeah, yeah class we had that class together. Yeah. Was that the same class you're talking about? No, the debate was before. Wait. She, I took her twice. I know. That. I know. I took her several times. I mean, the comms department, there's only like a few comms yeah. teachers, so you're going to see them several times. And then Mary's class. Oh, uh, no, that just was perspective all that, the way. My, I think we were 19 in that class, 19 or 20. 20, for sure. Then if you were 20, I was 20 then. Yeah. Oh, man, that class. That class. They never offered it again after that. Really? People we're, couldn't take it. We were blessed. We yeah, were blessed, we, were, we were the first and the last, I think. I think she tried it again, and a lot of kids stopped showing up because it required them to go deep within themselves. Yeah. They it weren't ready for it. issues like reincarnation, mm -hmm. which is... It goes beyond knowledge because you're talking about religion in a way. You're mm -hmm. talking about spirituality. And mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, I'm more spiritual than religious a lot. Right, same. Um, and I liked her because she was taking it to a different place than I've heard before. Mm -hmm. She's talking about dipoles of your soul and mm -hmm. stuff like that. and just Consciousness, enlightenment, awakening. Yeah. yeah, it gets you into the the beyond the falsehood that we live mm -hmm. in our everyday yes. lives. Because it's so much deeper. There's mm -hmm. so much else, I think. I will continue to think that. Yeah. Mary's class and Jose and Donna, the only things I took away outside of college. Like, yeah. sure, I'll write a press release, but do I love it and do I enjoy it? Hell no. Yeah. But what I, what I learned from the wisdom and the way they sewed into us, like little plants just watering us, Mary, Donna, and Jose, life after college started to make sense only because of their wisdom. Not even what the textbook knowledge that they were giving us but the wisdom they poured into us yeah. yeah so life after college man oh we need a we need a shot of whiskey a hit of something <laughs> you <And> know <laughs> please i'm trying to make it rain <laughs> life after college bro no, yeah. what happened i'm serious no life after college ooh. Okay, it's uh, and this is what all the people who haven't gone to college they want to hear this part because or they're gonna turn it off or they're they gonna turn it off. This. Well, because you know I I'm personally a believer of uh, knowledge, and that's it. I don't mm -hmm. think a degree defines that. Do I have exactly. a degree? Yes, but just just uh, you know, was it PSA for anybody? Yeah. I don't think that make going to college makes you better. I don't think it? anything like that. I think it makes you learn mm -hmm. in a constructed way. Mm -hmm. But once I left college, man, woo, that's when I realized I, I've been focusing on these book smarts and I got no street smarts. I moved to LA right after college. Yeah, go into that, man. No street smarts. I had none. I There's a term called common sense. And <laughs> <laughs> being in college, you know, you're consistently a dreamer. And you're consistently uh, uh, forecasting your life, and you think you're gonna go in 
all different types of directions. And it takes you to leave that space and have your graduation. Everybody's so proud of you. They think you're going to be so successful too. Six months after where nothing's really happening like how you thought. And you got to kind of go back to the drawing board after drawing a whole masterpiece. Like, Mm -hmm. think about it. Like, we spent five years doing something. And right when you graduate, my first job was Enterprise Rent-A-Car because it actually required a degree. (laughs) (laughs) They put it to use, yeah. Right, you know. And, hey, I don't negate it because it got me to the job I have now, too, and the confidence I have now. But at the end of the day, through that trial, it was very hard, very hard, you know. Go more into that, Derek, because there are people who graduated college and they're already moving to Los Angeles or moving out of the country and they're going to live alone for the first time. Parents aren't around. uh, They don't have their spouse. Yeah, like, go, because that's also very vulnerable of you to share, too. Like, Mm. you spent four or five years alone in L.A. What what was that like, living out there all alone? Like, four or five years? How long has it been since you've been living in L.A.? Uh, About, yeah, about four years. By yourself, and you were what, twenty three? Yeah, twenty three. Wow, yeah, and it uh, it was a culture shock. Mm-hmm. Culture shock because uh, I started a new job. I started, you know, when you live by yourself, uh, sometimes you even feel like you're your own prisoner inside your own house because, you know, I, I come from a big family, you know, so I've never. I wanted to take the opportunity after college to uh, experience myself by mm-hmm. myself. You know, every time I went home, I had someone around me. So it was crazy to go after college and to be so vulnerable and just be by myself. Yeah. It was like, it was rough. It was really rough to go home to yourself sometimes. You know, that's when you falter in bad relationships and everything like that. And I think I've come to finally, I mean, I'm 26 now. I finally mm-hmm. come to a part where I love being by myself (laughs) too much (laughs) but no you just learn you learn and you you realize that you're not perfect and the whole college dream of becoming some kind of uh, wise master and whatever you know you got to really experience life Mm -hmm. life life is the biggest teacher that that's honestly like in college I was just trying to get the degree yeah. I wasn't really focused. I think if I went back now, I would have had a I would have a better learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, but um yeah, after after was crazy just to deal with street smarts and try to really understand that not everybody is in that realm, you know, cuz even when you go to college, you're around everyone who's in college. Yep. You know, so you're all you're all on the same plane. You're all thinking about the same thing. Your eyes are all identifying with each other. Mm-hmm. But then you go out into the real world, and there's all types of backgrounds out there. Yeah. You know, it's not the safe little place anymore. You know, you got to right. be big boy Derek. You know, yep. you got to, you know, say it with your chest, little nigga, all yeah. that type of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it was crazy. A lot of growth, but it mm-hmm. came after for sure. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable sharing an example of like one of those really troubling seasons while you were living on your own after college? Troubling season for me um, was. Money. I come from a very, uh, not not rich or anything, but my parents are of the middle class. And mm-hmm. I've never really experienced trauma with money. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was something that was serious. So when I moved out on my own, I was like, I got this. Yeah. It's easy. But then, 
you know, I realized that, like, wow, bills, it's a big thing. And they add up. And not only is it, and I, I don't want to think that money derives my happiness, but in a way, when you're, when you're fending for yourself, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. We live in a society where money is very prevalent. It's very... It's needed. It, you have to have money or you'll be on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, I will never be on the street in my own self or my own pride. But, you know, you realize that, damn, I am the only one who's going to make this happen. Right. You know what I mean? I have to go work. That's real. That's real, man. I have to go work. And that's a struggle for me. Because even though I had a job throughout college, you know, I was still living at my parents' house. Very cushy. It was good. Yeah. Still had them loans coming in that I thought was financial aid. <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't free, nigga. It ain't. No. <laughs> nah. But for real, you know, you, I think that was one of the biggest struggles that I had. And then mixed with other things, dealing with friends and stuff like that, mm-hmm. dealing with relationships and, like, you know, putting uh, trust into people. And that's what I say about, and maybe I'm jaded in mm. a way about oversharing. But mm. at the end of the day, yes. at the end of the day, I think it's constructed who I am and I'm not apologetic. And mm. I think that I'm very happy to be this Derek Wilson after all the trials, after college, yeah. after not having a job, doing Uber, sleeping in my car. Trying to survive, you know, um, going on audition after audition and getting so much uh, denial and reject Mm. and going home to myself and just feeling, you know, kind of like, damn, yeah, why is nothing that I planned for me to happen happening? Oh, so many people in that boat. Why? I was pissed. I'm like, why? Why can't, you know, like, why can't it just all go fall into place? Mm -hmm. It honestly wasn't until three weeks ago. Three mm. weeks ago, you know, wow. where I just just going to the going to a comedy show mm. and something told me, reach out to them, see what can happen. You know, what I mean, this is something I would have never thought I would be doing. And that's why the power of God, power of divine intervention, power of all that, because, damn, you you got to be OK with the fact you don't have control, I think. And that's what I learned about wow. my past, you know, after math of college. For sure. That right there. Say it again, because I needed to hear that. You have to be okay with not having control. It's the truth. It's control. I wanted to control everything. I wanted to make my own path. I'm like, you know, the past in front of me, but I'm making rocks all around. You know, mm. at the end of the day, just be okay with God. Be okay with, you know, him putting things in your life or whoever it is, your spiritual guide, you know, mm-hmm. your dog, whoever it is, whoever you talk to, whoever you go to, just know that you don't have control. Live in the present moment. Right. Every single day, and just be appreciative of the past and the future that can come. Mm-hmm. That right there sums it up. That's Jose, what he said to me at 17 life is conceptual and in the moment. He was giving me the wisdom that we're talking about right now at this yeah. table, and I couldn't receive that at 17 because I was so full of myself and I was so wide eyed. We all and, are. Yeah, I believed in unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> you did? <laughs> I mean, low key, a little bit, a little, a a little bit. (laughs) Man, bro, that's so good. That's so so good. Thank you for going there and sharing that. That was real. Thank you. That was real. That was so real. I'm like, after this, I'm be like, you slept in your car? Why didn't you call? But not like I was doing Uber, so yeah, you're like, I had a home. I had a home, but like, I couldn't stop. I had rent due the next day, 
So I had to sleep real quick. I was, you know, Uber, they say, oh, your, your career, you, you choose. No, they mm-hmm. send your ass to San Diego. How the hell are you going to get back? You ain't going to waste your money driving back. So I got one of those trips, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to waste my money. I don't have money to go ahead and drive mm-hmm. all the way back home and sleep. Yeah. I have to sleep in my car tonight. Yeah. It was a troubling experience. <laughs> I, if you know me, anybody knows me, I don't sleep in the woods. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't do RVs, man. Uh, you know, we stay at resorts. <laughs> <laughs> are you telling me when I said, what do you want to drink? Do you want water or coconut water? Ooh, like, bougie. Yeah, because I've desensitized myself to bouginess and to, to mm-hmm. having it all. And I'm good with being, you know, where, you're at. where I'm at. I'm mm-hmm. good. Like, even if I make no money, off of it, which I mean, I'm, I'm good where I'm at also. Mm-hmm. But I know that. You've been it, humbled. Uh, You've been big humbled. time. Grounded. Yeah. Big time. Yep. 100%. 100%. And even it, grounded in finances, grounded in uh, my spirituality, grounded in in just me as yeah. myself and who I think I am. I thought I was so big. Mm. And I realized by going out into the world, I'm so small. Mm-hmm. So small. So small. But I'm finding that strength again. And mm. that's just real. I'm just going to be honest. Like, that's money. It does derive a lot of how. Oh, yeah. It, it, it does. It's sad, it but it's the truth. It does. I can relate to that with me and my ma- my marriage. Oh, man, that that's that's real. You know, you you just touched on so many things that um, whether someone is just like us, four or five years out of college, and they're not where they're where they had intended yeah. to be, and the loans are still coming in. Um, if there's anything that we can encourage you, I mean, I would just say lean in. Lean into that. Don't run from it because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, lean into it and, and explore that. Go through that own self, uh, self-exploration self phase where you do have to have those days where you're rejected rejected all day long in the morning and then you come home to the silence of your own place where you're staying and have to go, why do I feel this way? Mm. And why am I upset that this is what I chose? Mm. You know, one of the things people say is like manifestation. Like when you say things out loud, then it comes to pass. And you're like, oh, yay, it happened. Um, Life after college for me, man, I so badly thought that I was going to be a publicist in Los Angeles. And I I really was like, that's me. That's me. I'm I'm going to do it. I did it for a season. Yeah, I I did a lot of stuff, bro. Now that I'm thinking about it, man, these past four years from college, I did so much. Mm. And in all of it, it was just like, I want to say doors were closing. Ricardo always says it's wrong opportunities. Um, he always says Des is so good at what she does. She just gets presented with the wrong opportunities, and she takes them because that's who she is. She's a sweet girl, and she's like, sure, I'll do it. But it just it doesn't go big for her. And Ricardo told me like last month, you spent the past five years after college and uh, since 2012 to now 2019, Ricardo's like, you've been managing online accounts and social media accounts and blogs and doing writing for people and helping them with all these things and all of their platforms grow, but they never fully hire you on. Mm. Aren't you tired of working for everybody else and not building up your own platform? And like, damn, for your own husband to be that raw with you. And I'm like, I don't want a platform. I just want to be Des. I just want to be becoming Ramirez. He's like, that's your platform. You evolving from coming from 
I think I got it all to, oh shit, I don't got it, to now being assaulted, which is that reference of an mm. ice cream cone that was already melting, mm. and then throwing the cherry on top of it to make it look pretty and cute, and like, it's okay, it's okay, the ice cream's still all right, because the cherry's on top, you can still eat and indulge in this. Like, nah, fool, your thing is melting in your hand, and mm. you're still thinking putting a cherry on top of it's going to make it any much better. Sure. Like, that's what was happening to me, life after college. I was just falling apart. Childhood trauma started coming. Um, resentment I had towards Ricardo already living his dream and me not having that yet. Mm. Uh, anger towards friends going distance on me that I thought were like my sangre, like my blood. Um, distance, distance, distance. No longer having a paper due that I can be accountable of to turn in. No longer having a professor that I could turn to and just talk to. All these ice cream melting moments were happening and then the assault happens and I'm just like everything's fine everything's okay and when that whole situation happened you know finance struggles happened I I did the living in the LA thing so I know what you're talking about when we go when we, when we say people are surfaced and, and, and also could be because we were attracting the wrong people because we went into it thinking we were those people mm, yep. yeah, message right. yeah right, a message right oh seriously uh, Message. 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 That's that's really cool. To be honest, I like what you just said about that's becoming Ramirez. Mm Because I honestly, like I said, I think I was biased just because I didn't know. You know, I didn't know the full transition. I mean, I've met Ricardo like two times. But like just hearing things like, you know, that's going on. It's just so, it's great. It's so great. I, I, I like, I love love, first of all. And I think that you guys, like the way that you guys help each other throughout this journey of your lives that's awesome man mm-hmm. like that's that's something that you know i look forward to you know i find that girl like we're gonna do that and i want to do that you know mm-hmm. and that's you guys are inspirations to people and i think mm-hmm. that becoming a ramirez does not negate who you've been mm-hmm. where you've come from right. it just makes uh the stance of who you are now being the most powerful self oh yeah thank you thank you for that i you know, one of the things that, like, I had a girlfriend ask me the other day, this whole becoming Ramirez, this trademark is so dope, Des. I was like, yeah, my girlfriend, Samar, who's one of my best friends that lives in New Jersey, she's the one who helped me come up with it. And it was, as soon as it rolled off her tongue, she's like, becoming Ramirez. Her, she already knew that I was evolving from Contreras to Desiree before the wedding was even being planned. And yeah. so when she threw that out there, I was like, hmm, I like hey, that. Message. I'm going to take that. And... As we're like, oh, for the hashtag, when the wedding comes around, y'all, this is what it is. I was still becoming Ramirez. And this is after college, after the assault, um, going into all these things together with Ricardo. And I told my girlfriend back to, like, why she's like, Ramirez is, like, why'd you choose Desiree Ramirez, whatever. I was like, I could have kept Desiree Contreras Ramirez. Mm. But Desiree Ramirez... I know her, like, I. well, let me take this back. I know Desiree Contreras. Desiree Ramirez, I really like who she is, and I like who she's becoming, and I like that she's planted and grounded, and she knows her foundation, and she's not in the gray and and in questioning all the time, and she's not manic anymore, Mm -hmm. and she's not suicidal, and this Desiree Ramirez, she's, she's evolving into something pretty dope, and I always talk about myself in third person, because it's, it's uncomfortable for me to even admit sometimes, it's like, Desiree struggles deeply, like, I struggle hard, and then to be like, but I also have great successes, I have, Mm -hmm. I have horrible, horrible losses, like horrible. But then I have really great wins. And yeah. I'm like, okay, God, like, mm, come on, help Where my sister at? out. Yeah. But I need the extreme to the desperate. 
because I would never know how to be humble in the center. You, like, I think that's just how law of attraction and divine intervention and everything works. And life after college, man, you grow. Wow. You grow, you evolve, you mature, you become Wilson. Cover Mary's. Yeah. Like, you become. You got to become. And you're always, and I like that you're always becoming. You are. You're always it's, becoming. Like you said, like, we're Derek 2.0, Derek 3.0, Derek, mm -hmm. you know, there's more. Yeah. Oh, there's more. And it's it's not over. You know what's wild? Um, you and I have about like five, six years of friendship, but I haven't even met Derek in a long-term relationship. Mm. I haven't even met Derek who holds a baby one day. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I haven't even... Big. That I made ha me it got you, right? Yeah, I want, I want that. I mean, honestly. Right. And, and like... I've been in a long-term relationship, but honestly, you probably don't want to meet that Derek. Mm. <laughs> Straight See? up. I'm not, I wasn't in touch with my emotions, my feelings. I was just not ready at that time. It's crazy to say I wasn't ready at 23 years old, but. But it's or real. Even, or even probably 25. But mm -hmm. now that I'm 26 and it's 2019, I can't. I just got to say that she wasn't the right one mm -hmm. at this point. And, and it hurt you and saying forth. that. Yeah, it sucks. But it is what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, because I want, I want what you guys, you know, everybody wants that. Any single person who tells you that they don't want a relationship, they're crazy because that's what we're here for. You know, who doesn't Everyone want needs companionship. Yeah. And for the ones who are single and say, I don't need it, I got it all on my own, you have a pet. So you can't really say you don't need companionship or friendship because yeah. us, our human nature is to grow in unity with community. Hello, it's spelled in the word. Like, Ooh. you know, like that, it's so not. What is that? Say that again. That's the message for sure. You have to grow in unity through community. I'm grateful, man. I'm so, so grateful. It's good. It's good. Do you regret college? No. There you go. I needed it. Me too. I needed that. Do you regret? I need experience. Do you, uh, if you had one takeaway, one thing that you went through growing after college. What is the biggest takeaway? Yeah. Because you shared that it was the humbling experience for yeah. you. I don't want to get it from you. Um, humble without a doubt, 100%, but... Being okay to know it's not okay. Yeah. And and understanding that it's okay to be uncomfortable and on edge. It really was after college when I realized I had depression all my life. But it was after college when Steve. I seen a therapist. And I was like, but I felt like this since I was 11. Like, what do you mean? Like, I went through college like this. What do you mean? I'm not depressed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, damn. I was struggling with mental health in, in middle school, in high school, and in college, and I never knew because I never asked for help. I didn't know it was okay to ask for help when you didn't feel okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Well, and that's, sorry, I don't mean to cut mm -hmm. you off, but I just want to say a term that I learned. It's uh, some people are happy within their own unhappiness. Mm. It's like so, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. It's like, you, mm -hmm. it's not depression to them. They yeah. find that being happy. Ooh. The icky place to be. Yeah. Because I, I, that was me. I mean, I've been there. Too. Yeah. I masked mine with a bunch of things that I could be involved in. I was like, the more, the more busier I am in my college life, the less I have to deal with, with what's really happening to me inside. And then, sure enough, after college, the more jobs I take on, the less I have to be present with myself when I go home to the husband. And that's deep, wow. you know? And wow. so I I now, as Desiree Ramirez, have learned how to say no to certain jobs. I'm like, no. Well, it pays this much. That's wonderful, and I'd love to collect that paycheck. But this doesn't help me with the boundaries I've laid out. And 
me and Ricardo both, we have grown together where we answer stuff like, does it take away time from me being a partner to my spouse? Mm. And is it for ego or is it for my marriage? And those are the three things we ask ourselves. So in any job offer that I get or he gets, it's does it take away from my marriage? I mean, does it take away from me spending time with my spouse? Does it benefit my marriage? Or is it all my ego that wants this? Yeah. And those three things that that determines. So some months we struggle. Some months we're both like, we turned down so many jobs and we broke. Like, how are we going to pay this rent? <laughs> but, you know, God comes through, man. Always, he comes through. Always. Always. Yes. Praise the most high. Mm -hmm. Every single day. I promise yes. you. Yes, because you got to feel that. I swear to God. No, I don't swear to God. Sorry. <laughs> I get just you. negated it all. But no, nah, but for real, I just had I just had a moment, like I said, recently. And I just know that as much as I want to say that I have control, I don't. And I want to, and that's why I say, if you feel like you're struggling with control issues and wanting to, you know, plan your whole life, you know, just let it go. Yeah. Just let Done. Go. Like, whole episode oh. life after college we done yeah it's a wrap. that's a mic drop thank you for thank you for having me thank you for being here man <laughs> if you want to follow Derek and his journey and watch as he's becoming Wilson you can follow him on these socials at Derek J Wilson I'll go ahead and write it out so you guys can see it in spelling as well. And then if you want to be able to start this new journey with Derek as he's going into comedy. Hey, what's up? I swear I'm not so serious. Jesus. <laughs> Damn, just ruined my whole set. <laughs> so if you do want to see me, I'll be at the Comedy Dojo, which is at Sycamore Tavern. Uh, um, Mo Funny Monday with Omar Gooding, mm -hmm. uh, Charles Allen, um, Jump Funny Productions. Thank you guys so much for these opportunities, and I hopefully I get a little residency there. So let's keep it going. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Becoming Wilson, man. That's Thank what's you. up.